the IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey kids, it is me, it is your dude, Icy Robots, and we're back for another exciting episode of The Stuck at Home Show. This is the one where we try to turn your uh, sad moods into glad moods. There's, there's a lot of weirdness going on in the world right now, it's not the best place it's ever been, but we're doing what we can do to stay alive, we're doing what we can to thrive and survive in this... In this endless, uh, endless loop of weirdness, man, I don't, I don't know what else to say, but I'm here. I'm here for you. I am. I promise. I will always be here for you guys. If you need anything, if you want to reach out, feel free to reach out. I can't guarantee that I will get back to you as quickly as possible because I like to, uh, I like to write replies from my desktop. I get, like, I'll get, like, a message on my phone, but I, I don't want to, like, type away on the little phone keyboard. I want to... I want to spend some time getting into it. So if, if you reach out to me, I'll, uh, I guarantee I will get back, but it might take a little longer than, than, than one would hope. But at any rate, I, I hope you're all doing well. I hope that you're all safe. I hope everything is going good for you guys. It's all, it's all good here. Still, still stuck in the house, still hanging and clanging around the office, still just doing whatever. But I got, um, I got a, uh, I got a new Joe. This is part of my, my, my Father's Day haul. Speaking of, uh, speaking of Father's Day, a lot of you guys reached out to me after, after that story I told last week with the dogs and all that stuff, my whack neighbors and, 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 and all that jive, and I appreciate you guys reaching out and saying that you're definitely on my side in this, but I, I don't think there's another side to be on. I'd be really surprised if somebody was on their side. That would be, uh, that would be weird, but, um, at, at any rate, I, I appreciate it. Here, here's a, a bit of an update. Since they, uh, went through all that rigmarole with me and their dogs and their brother and all that stuff, their dogs have gotten out, like, like two times at least that I know. The wife and I were taking a walk up around the corner and, like, this random car pulled up to us and they had, they had the neighbor's dogs in their car. And they're like, hey, do you guys, um, do you happen to know where these dogs live? And I'm just like, I looked at the wife, she looked at me, we kind of laughed a little bit, and I said, yeah, house over there in the corner. One right on the corner with, like, the, with, like, the 50 cars parked in front of it. You can't, you can't miss it. And then I was, uh, I was in the living room. I don't, I don't know what I was doing. I was watching something on TV, let's say, and I look out the window, out the front window, and I can see... I can see, like, the family from across the street, and they're, like, approaching my house. Like, they're rapidly moving uh, toward my house. I'm like, oh, no. What are they doing? What do they want with me this time? But then I see them, like, run forward, make some, like, weird lungy moves, and they, they, turns out their dog was out again, and it ran for our house. It ran for the safety of my house, and they were able to, uh, they were able to gather it up. I don't know, man. They need to, uh, I don't know, man. They need to do a better job of keeping those dogs under, uh, lock and key. But let's, uh, let's get into what we're doing right now. I got, um, I got a new G.I. Joe. I think I might have already said that. But this is part of the, uh, Father's Day haul. The guy that I have, that I have right here in my hand that I have not yet opened up or played with is a dude that goes by the name of Ripcord. Ripcord is the G.I. Joe Halo Jumper. He, he came from 1983. I think Halo stands for high altitude, low opening. Like, he's a paratrooper that, like, he, like, jumps from way high up in the heavens, and he doesn't pop his chute till he's, like, four feet above the earth, because he's trying to be, like, trying to be extra stealthy. He's a nice, um, nice-looking figure. He's from 1983. That is, that's pretty old. That is, what, like, 37 years old, I think? Yeah, if, if, if my arithmetic is right, man, that is, uh, that's well past being an antique. Let's see. He's inside of a small plastic baggie, and I think his rifle is inside of this piece of paper. They wrap the rifle separately. I I appreciate that. Let's see if I can get my hands on. My hands on the now world famous Arthur Fonzarelli switchblade. And we're gonna pop open this uh 
We're gonna pop this open here and try to get the um the rifle out. I gotta be careful. The other day I I was trying to get like a label off uh, a DVD that I bought, and I was I was trying to send it to my dad, and I wanted to get this big label off the front, and I, I um was scraping it, and I sliced my thumb open like something awful. I got like a inch long inch long wound on my left thumb, which kind of sucks because you know. You use your thumb a lot, so I'm constantly, like, pressing it into things, and it sucks. It keeps popping open. But, um, anyway, I got, I got the rifle out. Now we're going to, um, let's pull his backpack and all of his other accoutrements out of this baggie here. And let's, uh, let's set our dude up. Let's see. This is a little complicated. First, we'll put on his helmet. Let's put on a little hat, a little safety hat. Here you go. You're wearing that. You feel better now. Now, he also has a, uh, he has a face mask, which is... Which is pretty dope. I probably should have put that on before the helmet. Let's, um, let's see if it'll just go over. Yeah, it goes over cool enough. This is, this is so he can get oxygen when he's, uh, going through the sky. And also, he has, he has his, uh, I probably, I'm gonna have to undo all this. Let's take off his helmet. Let's take this off. And first, we'll put on his backpack. His, uh, his parachute, I guess, is what you call it. Let's, uh, let's see. Get it this way. It goes through here, very nice, and then it loops around under here. This is pretty cool, man. I dig this figure a lot. I've never, I've never not never had him before, so this is fun. This is all new to me. Let's put this through here, push this through, get this all set up. Now, let's put on his little hat. His little hat's on there, looking pretty cool. And we'll see if we can fit the mask back over the hat. I should put the mask on first. I did not learn from my previous mistakes, but yes... It does go on very nicely, and his mask has a tube that goes into here, which is pretty dope. It goes into this little opening in the front of his pack. Now here's the part that is very risque. I Should I attempt to put his rifle into his hand? The fingers will break. Let's see. Ooh, it goes in very easily. He's going to be part of the newly branded Team C. I recently made a new team of guys, uh... This team is led by Lieutenant Falcon, and it's um it's a bunch of also-rans for the most part, but they'll grow, they'll get better. Let's see. Let's look up uh, him in our handy-dandy G.I. Joe guide. Da-da-da. There's Doc. There's Duke. There's Grunt. There's Tripwire. Wild Bill. Short Fuse. Am I in the right year? Let's see. No, I don't know if I am. Let's, um, let's skip around. This is thrilling radio, my guys. I, I'm sure that you're into it right now. I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're loving. It. Actually, Ripcord is a 1984. I made a mistake. Let's see. Um, let's see what we can learn. As a soldier, Ripcord is a dedicated airborne infantryman whose lifelong love of flying has been described on his dossier. Ripcord always wanted to fly, or so he thought. He joined the Civil Air Patrol in high school and worked and saved for his single-engine flying lessons. On his first flight behind the controls. He discovered it wasn't enough, so he jumped out of the plane. That's basically what uh, what happened here. Furthermore, his uh, dossier provides uh, his peer profile. Let's say you got a call, a trouble spot in some remote hostile outback. You can't sail, walk in, or ride in. What you do is you send a plane in so high that it can't be seen, and then this guy ripcord, he jumps out. He drops like a rock for thousands of feet and opens his chute at the last possible moment to avoid visual detection. When he hits the ground... You don't want to hear about any of that. So I guess this guy, this guy's like a violent maniac. You know, you toss him up in a plane, and then when he comes down, 
He kills everybody that he sees. What a lunatic. But that's the guy, that's the kind of guy you need on a squad like uh, Team C, which is, which is a little light. Let me, uh, I'm going to roll over there a little bit. Let me take my cans off. I'm going to be yelling about the guys who are on Team C, the newly minted Team C. I hope you can, uh, I'm managing to keep this in the green on my sound bar, so I think you can hear me. The team is led by Falcon. Second in command is Spirit. Then you also have Wild Bill. Then you have Mainframe, Muskrat, The Fridge. The Fridge is on the team. Then you have Grand Slam, Toll Booth, DJ, Quick Kick. Also, uh, what's this guy's name? The the Jetpack guy. Um, uh, do 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 do. The guy that I got a couple weeks ago. I can't think of his name. His name is. Star Duster, do, 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 do. And then you have um, a guy that I made, a guy by the name of Kusto. He was my kit-bashed uh, G.I. Joe. And then they have uh, two vehicles. They have the mobile missile system with Hawk, first-generation Hawk, as well as an armadillo. They have that little tank, the armadillo. And now they have uh, this guy. They have Ripcord. They also get the next two or three Joes that I get. So they're gonna they're gonna be getting some um some fresh blood. Team C on the way. Let's uh let's move forward into what did Gino Vega have for lunch, which will be up right after this. He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. Are those the new Joes, Destro? Yes, Commander. Who's on the watchtower? That's the jungle trooper. Code name Rakundo. And manning the howitzer? That's the flamethrower. Code name Blowtorch. And the halo jumper. Code name Ripcord. Who's by the bivouac? That's the dog handler. Code name Mutt. And his dog, Junkyard. They've not seen the last of Cobra. Watchtower, Howitzer, Bivouac, and G.I. Joe figures each sold separately from Hasbro. What did Gino Vega have yesterday? Hello. This is Iceberg 13 filling in for Gino Vega on this lunch segment. He sent me an email of what he had for lunch yesterday as he is currently at his mountain retreat away from the 19. Here is his lunch. A can of soup by Campbell's with a dash of salt by Morton's. Also a sliced up Yubari melon that he purchased from Hokkaido, Japan. Thank you and good day. I have to return to what I was doing a minute ago. Which is nothing, but it is better than this. Big shout out to both Iceberg13 and our dude Gino Vega, who is, uh, he's hidden away in his mountain retreat. It's like, it's like NORAD, dude. It's like in the, in the hills, very, very deep. It has a door that looks like it's made of stone. Then it slides open, and when you go inside, like, everything you'd ever want is in there. It's great. It's amazing. I've... I've asked to go a few times. He won't let me. He's afraid of the, you know, the bug, the virus that's out there. And that's, that's understandable that he doesn't want any visitors at this time. Let's, uh, let's look back. What did he have for lunch this week? It was a can of soup by Campbell's with a dash of salt by Morton's. I wonder, I wonder what soup that it was. I think that my favorite of all the Campbell's soups may be like the, uh, like the, uh, chicken ones. I like the chicken and the stars a lot. I like chicken and rice. I also like just like the straight vegetable. I also I also really dig the Campbell's tomato. Campbell's is like they're a quality company, and when it comes to uh, when it comes to salt, you can't go wrong with Morton's. The the wife and I were at the Safeway many many moons ago when we used to go out into the world, and I, I saw that she was buying salt, 
And she was reaching for the generic salt. And I'm like, you don't have to buy the Safeway Select salt. Just get the Morton's. It's the name brand. And it's literally 10 cents more. Go for the Morton's. Morton's salt. In the familiar blue package or convenient table shakers. When it rains, it pours. Dumpster diving. Dumpster diving. Let's see what's inside. Hey, this is me, and we're back. Big shout out to Morton Salt. I live within walking distance of two schools. There's a Bible school up around the corner, and then around the other corner is the uh, middle school. Both these schools right now, they're going through this thing where I don't really know, I don't know the details, but like they're emptying out all the classrooms and they're emptying out all the lockers and just everything in the school except for the furniture is getting tossed in these dumpsters, right? It's it's probably something to do with the virus, probably just making sure everything's clean and whatever, but I, I don't know. I, I walk past these dumpsters like once a day, and a lot of times when I go by, I see interesting stuff poking out there. There's there's all kinds of wacky stuff in there. I was over at the, uh, I was going through the middle school. This is the school I go through most often. The Pokestop is right on the other side of the, uh, of the dumpster. So I'm heading there like a couple times, a couple times a day, but I saw like, it was open. The dumpster was open, and it was overflowing with like just boxes of... I don't know what you would call it to like personal material, personal contents, things from things from people's desks, things from people's lockers, just like all kinds of stuff. And I, I like poked around in there. I kind of, I kind of stuck my arm in and moved things around. It was mostly like papers and assignments and things like that. I'm poking around and I found a small little container and inside of it with two, uh, two wireless Bose earphones, the earbuds. And I'm just like, this is so dope, dude. This is like a great, great find, but they probably don't work. So I, I brought them home irregardless and I plugged them in and, and they in fact did work. I'm not like the giantest fan of uh, like wireless buds. I I still wear like big clunky earphones. That's just, that's just me. And I don't mind a wire over the years. I've really learned to like, I've learned how to manage a cord. But uh, these will be cool sometime. I think they they have pretty good sound quality. So I'm, I'm overall like pretty pleased with that. I also found a bunch of baskets. They use like crazy amounts of baskets at the school and the wife loves baskets. So I got like this whole box full of like high quality baskets. And this is all just like, this is all just like clean, normal stuff. I don't know if this is something you guys do, but if I'm walking past like a pile of garbage, I can't help but look, dude. I'm, I'm like a forager. I'm like a scavenger out there in the world scavenging for, for whatever. We found a bunch of lumber in, in the dumpster one day. The wife and I were both walking through. She had the day off. We found a bunch of lumber, like, like brand new lumber from like the wood shop or something. I have no idea what the deal with this was, but this was like, this to me was like pretty valuable. So I, I found the janitor guy who works there and I said, Hey, do you mind if I take this lumber out of the dumpster? There's like a lot of it in there. And he's like, Oh yeah, man, you know, take it, help yourself, dude, take whatever you want. And so I, I came back with the, uh, the icy robots mobile and we loaded it up with like two by fours and four by fours and all kinds of stuff like brand new, really nice lumber. I don't know why he didn't take it home himself. Probably some kind of conflict of interest. But this has been, this has been like a honey hole of stuff lately. And with there being like, like not a lot of thrift stores open yet. A couple of the Goodwills are open and I haven't gone. I don't really want to. It's unnecessary. It's risky. But uh, this is kind of in some ways filling up that gap. It's not like the same. But coming home with the weird random stuff is basically what you're doing when you go into the flea market. Or you're going to the, uh, you know, the Goodwill or whatever. It's like the same thing. And I'm still, still just like, I think that, I think that when you're, when you're like a scavenger, when you're out there, you're doing the flea markets, you're doing the Goodwills, you're doing all this stuff, you're hunting. This is like some kind of a hunter gatherer. 
kind of urge that you have deep, like deep in your in your heart. You can't you can't help but do it. Some people do it by going out in the woods and shooting uh shooting deer. Some people do it by going out in the world and like checking out birds and keeping track of how many birds they see. There's a lot of different ways that you can you can fulfill this need. And I think for a lot of us out there, we go to like flea markets and stuff. It's like really like this primal need from way back in the way back in the heart of our soul. And that's that's actually getting filled by going through these dumpsters. We were over at the uh, Christian school and their dumpster is right near the tire that we flip. It's so weird. We hang out. We hang out near garbage areas a lot. And we were flipping the tire and we're flipping the tire and we found a bunch of pallets back there. And pallets are like super useful for like different projects and stuff. Now, we already got that lumber from the other day, so we're like, we're good. We're good for wood for, for the time being, but uh, there was one pallet that was like, it was really long and very thin. It was like, it was like a bridge, and we brought it home, and we had like this one area in our yard with um these, uh these like, I don't know what you would call them, they're like jade plants, like all these little plants, like they're ground covering, and we, we use this as a bridge from there to the fence. So now you don't have to like tromp through the thing, you can just like walk right over the bridge, and it fit like perfectly into this one path that we already had. My wife, she stained it and painted it and it looks all cool. And it's, and it was like a perfect fit, a match made in heaven. We've also been just like going out and around on our bikes and people are putting like, they're putting like crazy amounts of free stuff out on the street. Like I said, the thrift stores are mostly closed. I'm not accepting donations. People are emptying their houses. And one of the things they're doing is they're just like putting like free tables out in the street full of stuff. We were walking, we were walking by one, we were on our bikes. We were riding by on our bikes and somebody has set up a folding table on the street with like a bunch of stuff on it with a big sign that said free and it found a VCR like a great quality almost brand new VCR it was still like in that bag that comes inside the box when you buy it it had the control the control was still in the original bag and it had uh, the instructions in the bag just very very nice shape VCR DVD player I brought that home put it in the garage I don't need it right now but at some point in the future I will probably because the ones I have are destined to burn out that's the way it is with uh, that's the way it is with all these old techs that we love they're gonna they're all going to disintegrate someday. So when you when you get a chance to get a replacement, you might as well grab it now. Here's the uh, here's the last thing that I'll mention that I, that uh, that I found that that was fun. We're we're walking around the block. Like this is like a block or so past the school. We have this big loop that we'll walk when we're like when we're bored and we're like let's just go for a walk. We'll walk this. We'll walk this loop and we're o- we're over there and this guy had he had like little piles of magazines on his fence. They were all tied together with string and they were put in order, like what kind of magazine that they were. And he had a sign that said free magazines. And I love a magazine, dude. I love them. When it's Calgon time, when it's time to get taken away, it's great to have a magazine in there with you while you're while you're doing the slow. Also, also when you're sitting on the couch, you're doing whatever. Magazines are dope. I love them. And one of the one of the stacks that he had was a stack of uh Remind magazine, which is this like it's like this sort of mainstream retro magazine that I've picked up a couple times over at Barnes and Nobles. I got one that had like Elvira on the cover. I got another one that had like Savinguli on the cover. But this one, this one here, for example, has a giant article on TV's biggest villains, and it has the Joker, it has Catwoman, Colonel Clink, Barnabas Collins, J.R. Ewing, amongst others. And then when you flip inside, here's an article about Skeletor. Here's one about Megatron. Here's here's a picture of the Legion of Doom. There's all this stuff about cartoons. This is this is a fun magazine. It's not it's not like the dopest, greatest, coolest magazine of all the time in space, but it is it is definitely fun. And I got like a stack of like 15 of them from this guy's yard. It was it was great, man. Great free a uh, great free magazine sale. Great time out there picking through garbage, finding fun stuff. Our Records presents Our Records presents 
Power Records presents... Um... Power Records presents Captain America and... I see robots. Men and a phoenix shall arrive. Hey, Cap, what's with you, partner? You're moping around like you just lost your last friend. But you definitely ain't. Some nights it just gets worse than others, that's all. Some nights it just gets worse. I can't shake it tonight. The feeling that I'm a walking anachronism. A guy who looks like he's 20, even though he was fighting Hitler's horde some 30 years ago. Okay. So you were on ice for 20 years. But why pick tonight for this out-of-my-time jazz to get you down? Frankly, Shield Slinger, we don't know either. But we'll all find out together. You okay, old buddy? Negative, chum. Sure looks like it. But even as laser-like beams blast still another hole in the crumbling rooftop. I see robots. Ever alert mind is already light years ahead of his fast-churning feet. Oh, like a bat, Red Wing. Namely, he's firing just in camp. As far as he's concerned, I'm not even here. You make your children grow furniture. And your knees can't take the pounds. So hard running is out. And you got arthritis in your neck. And you've got calcium deposits on most of your joints. So what we'll be calling on is good old-fashioned blunt force trauma. Horsepower. Every time you hit him with his shot, Horsepower, horsepower, is good old-fashioned blunt force trauma. Horsepower, horsepower, heavy-duty cast iron, pile-driving punches. Horsepower, horsepower, blunt force trauma. Yeah, let's start building some hurting bombs. All right, it's me, and I'm back for the H. P.I., the Horsepower Initiative. This is where we talk about working out and stuff. But man, before before we get too far into it, I gotta say the uh, the H.P.I. song really gets me pumped up, dude. It makes me makes me want to go throw some iron around the dojo right now, but I won't. I did yesterday. But the the training montage from Rocky Balboa gets me pumped up like nothing else. Watching watching an aged Balboa in there doing his best to like at first he's struggling to pump the iron but by the end he's slamming beer kegs he's throwing up kettlebells he's doing he's doing all kinds of crazy stuff man it's amazing it's very very moving but in in my workout life I've been doing pretty good lately honestly I got the time I got the time at home so I'm, I'm putting it in trying to uh trying to increase the horsepower. I, I've been flipping the punching bag. We have this heavy bag that used to be hanging in the garage. We take it out to the backyard and flip it end over end, like the yank, the length of the yard. We'll try to do, try to do as many sets as we can to that. We're up to around six. We'll do like six and then four and then four. Usually that's like a frequent, frequent workout. The six, four, four. I've gone as high as the six, 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 but I, I definitely felt the, the pain. I was like, I was dying the next day. I remember at that, that moment I had to drink like, like a whole chocolate milk to get my strength back. I was geeked. I was like, I was like shaking. It was hot. It was awful. I'm stupid. But I, I got to say, sometimes you got to, you know, you got to pay the cost to be the boss, right? You got to, you got to pay the cost to get giant biceps, which I don't, which I don't have and probably, probably never will. We've been doing that. I've been, I've been upping my bike riding lately. I've been trying to get out there every day and, and ride a little bit. If you guys got a bike, take it out, dude. It's fun to ride a bike. It's an absolute, absolute kick in the pants to get out there and just be like zipping around in the warm weather, having a, having a good time feeling the wind in your face. It's very, very nice to move around by your own power. I hope that, 
I hope that you guys are maintaining your HP eyes. I hope that that is, hope that that's going good for you. I saw my man Esqualito's gym is going to be opening up. The gym for me is going to be opening up soon, but I got to tell you, I'm not, I'm not going to go. There's no way I'm going to go. I saw this, I saw this chart of dangerous places to be and like something was like a 10. I forget what it was, like a concert or something like that. Number nine was like a gym. Like a gym was like a level nine. And I'm just like, no dice, man. I'll, I'll keep flipping that bag. I'll keep lifting chains in the garage and doing whatever, whatever I can before I put myself at a risk to get the bug to just have some legitimate exercise equipment. But I do, I do kind of want to get back there. I, I got to admit, we thought about it a little bit and we've kind of thought maybe like one time we can go by like near closing time on like a Friday. We've gone on a Friday and there's never anyone there because people are out out living their lives and we have no lives. And so that's always been a good fit for us. We're thinking maybe like one Friday night we could go by and just see how many people are there. And if it's like empty or near empty, maybe we could consider it. But I still, I still think, I think that's pretty risky. And I'm not sure that I want to, I want to go out like that. Let's, uh, let's get the card deck. This is going to be your uh, horsepower initiative assignment for the week. We don't do the horsepower initiative necessarily every week. So I want you guys to keep this up until we do it again. Until we get another assignment, maintain the previous assignment. I want you guys to try to do these like three times a week. We're hoping that you guys are going to get jacked to the gills. We want you guys, by the time this is all over, we want you to look like a He-Man figure. You know what I mean? I want you to look like man-at-arms. I want you to be like that. Man with arms. Lady with bigger arms. We all, we're all going to be jacked. It's going to be great. Let's, uh, let's get into the deck. The first number that I pull out is a seven. This is how many squats you're going to do. You're going to do seven squats. The second card we're going to pull out is how many push-ups you're going to do. Let me shuffle around the deck. So we got seven squats and now we're going to pull out. It is a, it's a four. You got four push-ups. That's easy peasy. So far, you're in there like swimwear. We're getting to bikini season. Y'all want to fit into your bikinis. This is the way, this is the way we're going to do it. So we got seven squats, four push-ups, and the third one is for how long we're going to plank. We're going to take whatever number this is, and we're going to multiply it by three. This is a new thing. So we got, oh, it's an eight. That's a hard one. So eight times three, that's 24. We're going to try to plank for 24 seconds. Planking is hard to describe. It's very easy to do, kind of hard to describe. You get down on your arms and your elbows, and you sort of hold your, your body flat. Look at it online. Just go onto YouTube, Google uh, how to plank, and it'll show you how to do that if you don't already know. Planks are awful. I hate doing them, but I do it anyway. So we got four... We got seven, four, eight. Remember that. Seven, four, eight is the code until we meet again. Keep this up. Try to do it like three times a week. Start off with one set, then move on to another set. So you can get up to three, four sets. It's going to be great. You're going to be jacked. We're all going to be happy. It's going to be good in the hood. It was a day like any other. Televisions glowed, radios blared, breakfasts were being served, children were playing. Everything was as it should be. When suddenly, it could never be that way again. Testament opening at theater near you. I've uh, I've recently gotten back into watching nuclear war movies. When I was a younger dude, I was like way into watching films based around nuclear disaster. I think that we all were because they made so many of them. Somebody must have, somebody must have been watching them. But I've recently like, through the, through the help of my man, The Last Hometown 
on Facebook, on Twitter, on all that stuff. Thanks to my man and his playlist that I recommended the other week. Go look for go look for The Last Hometown on YouTube. You'll find all kinds of great disaster movies. I've recently I've recently got back into watching movies about nuclear war. This is where we all we all started. And one that one that I had been searching for and recently found was a film called Testament. I, I'm sad to admit the Testament is out of print and it's a kind of a high priced DVD and it's sort of sort of hard to find, so I, I was forced to torrent it, which is which is sad. I don't like having to do that. I'm more than happy to buy a Blu-ray, but I did want to see it. I couldn't find it on the YouTubes or any of that kind of stuff. So I, I did that and I watched it. And the the thing that made me like really nostalgic for this film is going to, it's all going to tie in together in a way. So let's, let's just kind of talk about this, this for a little bit. This movie was like one that I watched like 800 million times. My grandparents were living with us at the time and they, they taped something off of PBS, some kind of, some kind of music program, some, some Baroque tunes. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it was, but after, afterward was this movie Testament and they just, they just let the, the thing record and it filled up the whole tape of the whole night. And when I was when I was a younger dude at one point, I didn't have a lot of videotapes and I would just watch anything to see what was on them and on it. On this one, I fast forwarded all the way through the, the Baroque music show. There it was, this movie Testament. And I gotta, I gotta tell you, this movie terrified me to the uh, bottom of my feet. We were all, we were all super scared of nuclear war. This is back like in 1983. I was 10 years old. It was at the, it was at the peak of you thinking that there was going to be a nuclear war at any minute. And this movie came out and it just like, it just devastated me because it was set in Northern California. And during the course of the movie, they actually factually mentioned Santa Rosa, California, where I live. Oh, hi, laddie. That was Santa Rosa. They got it worse than we do. Some actual blast damage. A lot of concern about contamination. Good spirit, though. It was awful, man. It scared me to death because in the back of my head, I always thought, well, if there's a nuclear war... For sure, they'll bomb San Francisco, but San Francisco's far enough away that I'll survive. But we learned in this movie, no, you won't survive. As a matter of fact, none of us are going to survive in any any kind of meaningful way. So at the time, though, you were hoping you'd make it, dude. You were hoping you'd make it and that would, you would be out there in the uh, Mad Max wastelands fighting giant scorpions and doing all that kind of stuff. But the actual factual facts is you were done for, you're going to die a miserable death. But we were still... We were still also just interested in this. I found this to be such an interesting topic at the time. And this this movie Testament really brought it home. The movie was, it was originally, this is what I understand, it may or may not be right, but it was originally like a PBS film. But then the distributors decided to put it out in the theaters because it was very effective. It was very moving. The, the story tells the tale of a Northern California family who just like one day they're just doing their family thing when the bomb drops. You never find out why. You never find out any of the details of the drop. All you know is it happens, and you just watch the, you watch the small town that they're in decline over a period of time, and then they all die. It's horrible. It's awful. But I, I watched this movie like 10 million times. Are you guys into disaster movies? I know my man Charles is. I know a lot of you guys out there are into this, and it's weird to be, it's weird to be watching this, but I, I put a lot of thought into what was drawing me to these movies, and I started... I started kind of coming to the realization that, like, right now we're in what some would deem a disaster film. And I think that I needed to remind myself that at another time we were living in what would be considered a disaster film. And we made it. We're still here. So I think that I think that in the long run we're going to pull through this. And I just I needed just kind of a reassurance in some way that something like this had been happening in my life before. And somehow I'm still here. But this this movie's uh it's a good film. It's very sad. It's very bleak. A young Kevin Costner is in it. A young uh Rebecca de Mornay 
is in it. Re- Re- Rebecca De Mornay, interestingly enough, was uh, born in Santa Rosa, California. So there's there's another tie-in. Let's see who else is in it. This is Lucas Haas's first movie. There's a bunch of guys that you would recognize from like late 70s, early 80s movies. It's it's a good one, though. I would recommend torrenting it if you want to feel very depressed. If you want to feel very bad and watch people get very sick. Another one that I, I watched recently was The Day After. I don't know if you guys remember when this one came out. Actually, I know for a fact that you guys, if you were around at the time that you remember when this came out, because this was like, this was a big deal. This was a made-for-TV network movie about the uh, the nuclear apocalypse. November 20th, a motion picture that takes you beyond imagining. The day after, parental discretion advised. Lawrence, Kansas. Anybody there? Anybody at all. This was such a big deal that I remember my elementary school teacher, I don't remember what grade it was, but my teacher sent home a note with everybody saying that the school board has met and they've decided that they cannot recommend the kids watch this movie. So please keep your children away from this. It's too scary. It's too terrifying. They recommended that we all watch it. I mean, when I say we all, they recommended that the parents watch it, but not the kids. They're like, you guys got to watch this because we'll show you how bad it is. And hopefully you'll go for disarmament, which never happened, which is sad. People are stupid. We're learning that now. But they sent home this note and my parents got it, right? And I don't even know if they were aware that this movie was on. My dad likes to watch sports. My mom watches her things. I don't even know if they were aware that this movie was going to be such a, a cultural touchstone. But when they got the note, they knew for sure. And they ended up watching it. And they sent me to bed early, which uh, I thought stunk. I didn't see the movie for like many, many, many years. I'm sure it was available on VHS, but I never saw it at the video store. So I never rented it. And I, I think it wasn't until YouTube, maybe, theoretically, that I actually saw the whole movie in one sitting. I don't even know. Because when I did finally watch it on YouTube, and it's up there right now, you can watch it right now. The movie did not seem familiar to me in any way. So it may have been all these years I never, ever, ever saw it. Was it ever re-aired? I do not know. Do you guys have any memories of watching The Day After or Testament? Testament was one that was way, way closer to my heart. I watched that movie eight million times and I got terrified every single time. There's a young kid in it who rides around town on his 10-speed doing uh, doing things for his family. And this was a character that I I really felt was like me. I felt like that would be me riding around the uh, nuclear devastated town. But then I also knew that uh, we didn't make it. Santa Rosa got destroyed. So what? Uh, what are you gonna do? I think on that high note, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it home. I'm gonna get up out of here. But just know, just know that like all these things have happened before. We made it through. We always make it through. We're tough like that. It's all. It's all good in the hood. I watched Red Dawn the other day too. Remind me to talk about that. Remind me to talk about Red Dawn. I have some. I have some thoughts. On that, the next uh, the next week is the Fourth um, of July weekend, so we're gonna skip the early week show. We're gonna have the midweek show only. I apologize, but I gotta enjoy time with my family, man. I gotta enjoy the enjoyment when it's there to be enjoyed. You know how it is. I I don't want you guys to think that I've lost interest in the show. Don't think that like he's gone for a few weeks in a row with only doing one, then he's lost interest. It's not true at all. We're gonna go back to two. It's gonna be great. Just uh, life has gotten in the way the past uh, past little while. This is wild. I was thinking about this the other day when I first sat down and conceived the Stuck at Home show. And I thought this will be something I can do to like, like give back to everybody and help in their time and needs. I'm like, I want you to see that my reasons for doing this are not selfish, only this. I'd hope that you would do the same for me. I would. I'll do like three or four of these, three or four weeks of these. Rather, I'll, I'll finish with like 12, 13 episodes. It'll be great because initially they were like, the stay at home order is only going to be three weeks and then we're going to go back to normal. But it's been, this is episode number 30. 
We're well past where we thought we would be, which is fine. We can all make it. We're all tough, dude. We're all tough on the inside. We're strong on the inside. We have the strength to go the length. So until we meet again, do the time. Don't let the time do you. Time seems hard right now. But you gotta believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Stuff's, stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots radio production. The announcers on this program are employed by Georgia Championship Wrestling Incorporated. Thank <laughs> you.